This is Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, which is part of the Replicate Podcast Network. It is a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. Here is your host, Chris Swain. Today on the podcast, we continue talking about a, an ancient culture and how it impacts us today. And we're leaning into this idea, and it's really a question, is Hollywood the new Hellenism? Now, one of the things that's important is uh, for, for, I think, for listeners to understand is we do not live on a combine somewhere in the country and we're ignoring the world around us, right? <laughs> Anytime you talk about the culture, there are, are those who kind of come out of the woodwork to go, you know, you either have to completely divorce yourself from the culture and hide in a cave somewhere. Um, there are groups of people who've done that over the uh, historically. We may talk about those in the future, right? And then there are those who just embrace the culture and throw all caution to the wind and act like there is no impact and no influence on their life regardless. And what we would argue is uh, there's got to be some middle ground where you live in the culture, but you do not allow that culture to rule you. In, in this world, I think, is what the Bible teaches us, but not of this world. And so as we're walking through this, this topic, it's important to think about it that way. How do we, and, and I think this is where we're going to head. We're not there yet because we need, we need to continue walking through the explanation. But last week we talked about how Hellenism is still impacting our lives in 2020, um, thousands of years ago. And yet here we are, we're, we've got this cultural mindset and we identified four uh, key elements of this culture and how it, it ironically, um, or uh, conveniently, or not conveniently, um, what, what is the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Um, not, oh, you're doing great. I'm doing, I'm doing great. Uh, the, I, I'm, I'm saying that what happened in the past is still happening today, and it's yeah, yeah. kind of mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of the word. Surprisingly. Surprisingly. That, that is it. That, is the, that, that will do it. Yeah, <laughs> surprisingly right. that was an easier word than i thought yeah no so, um, so so how has this culture continued to impact us and then looking at the world today i think it's going to be interesting for those listening as it is for me to think about how our everyday life this is one of the things i try to do with my kids all the time look behind the scenes of what is being presented to you as truth what is being presented through to you through something at, like a, as simple as a tv show or a song or uh, just it, it, there's an agenda in just about everything. Mm. And, uh, and so you don't want to become a conspiracy theorist necessarily, but you do want to use wisdom and be shrewd, right? Yes. And then how you address lots of Pick up from last week and let's keep rolling. Okay. So last week we talked about uh, Alexander the Great was very different than any other religious or any other military leader. And uh, the Persians, the Assyrians, the Romans came in with brute force. Alexander the Great came in with a system of kind of a buffet, you know, uh, or a buffet, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I believe it's buffet. Buffet. Okay, buffet. I used to say buffet, and I think I got corrected. I think that's, a Louisiana, that's a Louisiana issue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so basically he said, listen, you can, have, uh, you can have your Jewish faith, but let me add on a few other things because you're so close-minded. You people are, are, are so dogmatic about things. You're so theologically uh, narrow-minded. Let me, let me expand your mind. And he did it with four things. Chris, can you recall them from last week? Oh my goodness. Are we really going to, is my memory, is my memory that bad? Yes. That bad. It's been uh, I'm going to go with, 
information being information. one of them. Got it. Education. Got it. Being another one. Athletics Ooh. being a third. <laughs> Got it. And entertainment being. Oh, you got them all. 100%. If I miss that one, I would expect to be fired from the podcast. Yeah, I mean, you're not paying attention. Okay, so let's take a one by one. The first one let's take, uh, which is the big one, is information. Uh, Informing the culture, informing the mind, okay? Yeah, so what do you mean? Is this where where you're saying news or is this like, when you say information? Yes, media, news, news. yeah, what's happening in the culture. But it's more than just information for the mind. It's more of indoctrinating them uh, with, with pottery and rugs and spices and uh, oils. And th- you may say, man, what looks so wrong about that? They're, they're broadening their mind to uh, owning things and having possessions and having property uh, and gathering stuff for their homes and, and, and ornate things. You start to see where the culture starts to connect yeah, with today. It's a distraction technique, essentially. Yeah, so here's the thing. You go into a Greek city in Israel, uh, which if you go with me to Israel, if we ever go to Israel anytime soon, probably if not. If we're ever able to travel again. Ever go anywhere outside of our hometown. Uh, we will go to Israel, and for two consistent consecutive years, I've taken groups to Israel, and we will go to a Greek Roman city called mm-hmm. Beit Shean, okay? Beit Shean. And we basically take them there. And the reason I choose Beit Shean is because it has all of these things visually for you to experience, okay? And what I do is I take the tour down the main street or the main corridor, which is filled with shops, which is filled with massage parlors, which is filled with all these rugs and, and pottery that you could buy. And I want to get them into the mindset of what was it like to be tempted with all of this stuff? Because you got to understand, prior to this, the Jews cared little about what happened in the world. Why would you? Because you're a communal people. You're following the one true God. Why in the world are you going to fill your minds with information that really doesn't have a bearing on your life, right? At least that's what they thought. And so what Alexander the Great says is this, let me open your mind. Let me educate you about the world, okay? So that was the first thing that was subtle. Now, today, we live in a world where we don't know what information is right, what information is wrong. In fact, we live in a world today where our kids, Chris, think about this. They have access, this is mind-blowing, to instant information, Mm. and yet they can't determine if the information is accurate or not. So you take the ancient world, which they had access to no information if it wasn't by someone sharing it or telling it. And today we're always connected, and yet we don't even know if the information we're connected to is accurate or not, okay? Because our kids question, is that right? Let me look it up. Let me fact check it. And then you fact check it and you say, is that even accurate? (laughs) And I would say the sad, the the scarier thing is they don't even fact check it. (laughs) That's true. They just receive it at face value as truth. You have two problems today. Yeah, you have a problem right. of always trying, trying to check, and then you have a problem of not checking at all. Okay, so that's the least of the three, the least impactful of the three. Although for some people listening, you'll, really? say, no. you'll say, no, I got a dad who's so bent on a certain news channel that if it's not on that channel and you watch any other channel, won't mention the channel said. I was going to say, you, 
Yeah, yeah. So is this is this autobiographical? Is this about you, or is this, this about this may be my own fault? Like you. Well, I mean, I look at it this way: we all have uh, we all have that focus on a different uh, intake of where we might get our news. So I think we would all agree there's some extreme left and extreme right news that we uh, might get. You don't have to even name any type of network, but the reality is we we ought to know that when we're watching whatever it is, or we're reading it, or we're streaming it, or we're searching it on the internet, whatever. Um, that there is still some kind of agenda behind it, whether it's an agenda you're for or against, you know, there's some kind of agenda behind it. Yeah. And you got to realize it's very easy for us, particularly in the Christian world to live in an echo chamber where we're listening to all the same voices telling us the same thing. It's kind of like the emperor with no clothes on. No one tells him, you know, it's like, everybody's like, man, you look great, man. This is awesome. Yeah. man. Yeah. Nobody's going to tell him. And so right. you just so the first thing we would say as a disciple of Christ is that you need to, as John said, test every spirit to see if it's of Christ or of God or not. Okay, so that's the first thing. The second one, and we'll get to it, and then we'll take a break. The second one is education. This is a big one. Education. Now, why is education so important? Because up to this point, before Alexander the Great comes in, what was the textbook for the Jewish culture? One book. Torah. Torah. The Torah. Okay. Oh, I got that you one. Got Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. The Torah was the textbook. In fact, the question is, did they learn mathematics? Not much. Uh, yeah. I was did gonna they, say maybe not. Did they learn <laughs> uh did they learn astronomy? No. Did they learn how to uh how to look at the start? No. Did they learn uh, about science? No. Did they learn about chemistry or bio? They didn't learn about any of that. Okay. Not that those things are bad, but they prided themselves on learning the book. Okay. For them, the Bible was the textbook. Okay. Alexander the Great comes in and says, listen, <laughs> that's a good book, man. Really excited about that book. But there are other books out there. Don't be so close-minded to only study one book because there are other books out there that, that I want to indoctrinate you with, with. And it's so subtle because he sets up these educational systems, watch this, mm. to broaden the mind when in wow. actuality it basically hurt you long-term in your walk with God because now you start to question, uh, well, you start to have doubt, you start to have disbelief. Let's, let's talk about, I think that's a big, big enough uh, topic we need to talk about a little bit more after this break. As you lead your disciple-making movement, the Replicate Network provides ongoing practical training and a community of like-minded church leaders to help you and your church thrive. Each month, you'll get frameworks, a Q&A time with Robbie Gallaty, and access to our online forums and groups. We will provide you with prayer and personal support practical resources, discounts, and benefits as you seek to make disciples who make disciple makers. Check out the Replicate Network today at replicatenetwork.com. And we're back talking about the four different ways that Hellenism has impacted and is still currently impacting our lives. And we were talking about education. We talked about information and then we kind of moved into education. And it was kind of shocking to me just to think about that. I've, I've heard it before. I just haven't dwelt on it. 
how, you know, we're learning the Torah, we're learning the Torah, and now we're bringing in all these other elements to, to, to learn in this system that is, once again, distracting the minds of those who are being educated. Yeah. And so it is a very uh, interesting strategy that Alexander the Great has used here, and one that I would argue is still being used today. Well, think about how different education is today. And I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not here to talk about education and how to change it or whether you should homeschool or send to a Christian. Our kids go to public school. I'll just share that. Um, Chris, you homeschool. And we tried to homeschool and my wife did that for a year and uh, bless her heart. The two boys are just like me. So I don't, I don't blame her. I couldn't do it either, but she tried. Okay. But here's the thing I, I tell people, regardless of where your kids are, homeschool, Christian education, public school, online school, COVID, you're at home, hybrid schedule, whatever it is, the chief disciple maker in your child's life is you as a parent, okay? That's right. Now, think about today's school system. When you used to go to school back then in a Jewish yeshiva or, or a school back then in the synagogue, the only thing you learned was the Bible. Today, you go to school and you don't learn any of the Bible. You think about how far we've come, and we wonder why our students are in the situation they're in today. Sure. Take away Sunday church, Wednesday night student group. When are your kids being exposed to the truths of God in a way where they can live them out? We're not talking about information for the sake of information. We're talking about living this out in life. Well, and, and I would add to that, looking at the, the amount of teaching. So, you know, if you're in school five, six, seven, eight hours a day, learning a different uh, worldview in essence than the scriptural worldview. Just think about that it, for a parent like myself, who's thinking, golly, how do I invest in my children? I need to make sure that I'm being intentional to help navigate that with my kids. So whether you're public school, like you said, private school, homeschool, however you are doing it, make sure you're investing in your kids to help them see how these worldviews are at odds and how Christ and you as the parent, the primary disciple maker are leading them to be like Jesus and understand his worldview, which is more important, clearly. Well, let's take simple math. 25 hours a week on a, on a low scale, five hours a day of teaching at a school system, most of which is not a Christian biblical worldview. That's 100 hours a month versus the four hours of church you take your kids to. Simple math yeah. here. You can see. And, and, yeah, and, and just a point of clarity, because I know that some listening are teachers or no teachers or, or you know, teacher, maybe your spouse, whatever. We love teachers, and we don't think teachers have an agenda to change and, and rip our culture apart, right? right? But the content of what is being taught um, and, and a lot of the content is, is clearly, I mean, none of it, it's the Bible and, and much of it is um, from a worldview that is not biblical. So it's not like that. I think that we believe teachers have an agenda out there. It's just, as you said before, it's the content of expanding all of those elements outside the Bible that can capture that attention. And, and that's where, that's what we're kind of addressing here. Yeah, and not we're not saying you shouldn't go to school and learn all these things because we all right. learn. What I'm saying is you need to be diligent and intentional with teaching your kids on your own time. That's all we're getting. Yes. At. Okay. Yes. Number three, we're getting to the athletics part, your favorite part of the oh, entire four part yes. series. Which if is I'm close to having an idol. I'm, I'm going to admit right up front. This could be it. If I'm close to it, I'm not saying I do, but if I did. Who invented the games? Who invented the, the games in general, athletics? Um, well, I mean, I would think back to the Olympics. 
the Greeks, yes. yes. And predating the Olympics was the Isthmian Games, okay? Uh, and then you had the, the Delphi game. You had all these different cities, and the, and the, and the yeah. games are named after the town. So Olympics, Olympics named after Olympus. Uh, Isthmian Games, Delphi Games, you have all these different games. And basically, you have a culture that competes against itself, okay? Alexander the Great said, why don't we have fun? Let's entertain our people with athletics. Now, why is that a problem for the Jewish culture, Chris? It's a problem for the Jewish culture because they don't have games. Okay. Why not? Uh, that's a good question. That I don't know. Why okay. don't they have games? Here's in why. my mind, you shouldn't have games. Okay. Yes. We love games. We're not saying we shouldn't have games. What Are we're they saying, not very athletic? They don't have time for games. Oh my gosh. How in the world we got it? The Jewish people were just not good at sports, so they didn't create sport. No, that's not that's not it at all. Here's why they didn't have games. Think about this. God has instilled in his people a mindset mm -hmm. of cooperation, not competition. Mm -hmm. See the difference? Oh wow. That is good. Yeah. In the Jewish culture, yeah. you're you're complementing one another. You're not competing against one another. You're in partnership. I'm locking arms. Why in the world am I going to compete against Chris Swain, who's on the team? We're actually going to work together for a common goal. We're not going to compete against like each it. other. Okay. I like so that. what happens is you start to implement this system of now I'm against you, albeit for a gaming competition. But right. what happens is we have a culture now, watch this, where everyone competes against everyone else. And when mm. I compete against you, I don't get excited, Chris, when you succeed. Why? Because when you succeed, I fail. It is the zero-sum game. Win. There has to be a winner. There has to be a loser. Yes, and it happens with our kids, and it mm. happens with church staffs. You Hello. can't be happy. Let's be honest. I know I'm going to ramble here for a minute. But you can't be happy when the church down the street baptizes 100 people on Sunday. Because immediately you think, I wish that was me. Hmm. And you can't be happy. Listen, folks, here's a newsflash. We are all on the same team. Yes. <laughs> if you're a pastor yes. of a church, uh, an evangelical, you know, Bible preaching, uh, church, I don't even say, I mean, that's a whole other discussion, but I'd say it's even bigger than even that. That if yeah. we believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and we're preaching that message, we are all on the same team. Number four. The final one, entertainment. This is where the Hollywood Hellenism idea comes in. Entertainment. The Greeks actually uh, formalized and created entertainment. What do I mean? The theater. Okay. Mm. They actually created this idea of a play and a presentation, and they created this idea of tragedy and comedy. Now, why, why is that impactful? W what is the... Let's see if we can figure this out. What is the root teaching of the theater? Because the root teaching of sports is mm -hmm. competition. The yeah. root teaching of education is opening and broadening your mind and your worldview to not be so narrow-minded. Information, same thing. Mm -hmm. What is the root? What are we getting at with entertainment? What are they trying to do yeah. with us? Well, just total guess here. I actually have no clue. But I'm going to guess escapism. Oh, there you go. The well, idea of distraction. Okay, even more than that. The idea of theater 
Okay, so let's take the play. What was always the same storyline for the play? And once you understand this, you'll see why it's important. Every one of the theater plays always had the same participants. It was a common townsperson or a business person or a person in the community, always the same. It was a real life situation that was happening in their lives. And the hero of the story was always the same. Guess who the hero was? Always. Is it the government? The close. The The god or the goddess? Ah, Remember, what they were trying to show you is that when you make offering to the god, when you make offering to the goddess, then they will come in and save the day. So, for example, you can't get pregnant, then you pray to the god of Dionysus. If you Mm -hmm. need help with with your business and you lose all your money, you pray to wow. the God of Aphrodite. If you need help with a, with a legal issue, you pray to the God of Zeus and Zeus comes in and the drama unfolds and Zeus comes in and he saves hello. And he saves the day. There he was. He came in right there and he <laughs> saves the day right on cue. Okay. Now here's the thing. It is so subtle because people are driven visually more than they're driven informationally. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now here's, what's cool. The Greek culture had infiltrated the first century so much that Jesus himself borrows a term from the Greek culture to prove a biblical truth in Matthew chapter six, Jesus Mm -hmm. says, and when you pray, don't be like the what? Hypocrites. The hypocrites. The hypocrites. The hypocritos in Greek. Don't be like the hypocrites who stand on street corners and pray with many words, wanting to be seen for what they say, basically. Okay? That word hypocrite is a Greek term to describe an actor who would go off stage, Chris, into a box of masks that were on the edge of a stick. And in the middle of changing characters, the actor or actress would pick up the mask, hold it over their face, and play a different part for the play. Mm. And Jesus, in his infinite wisdom, decides to borrow a Greek term to talk about how today as Christians, or followers of God, pick up many masks to play parts in the world. Now, let's just Mm. kind of wrap this up in a bow. Why is that all important? If you think about Hollywood today, it's interesting. The culture that is coming out of Hollywood is infiltrating our, in fact, if you take the word Hellenism and you write it out and you take the word Hollywood and you write it out, that's all you have to do is change a few of the vowels and it's very similar. Now, I know I may be overreaching here, but I think it's interesting how much Hollywood indoctrinates us with movies and theater, and plays, and music, and how much we're infiltrated with sports and athletics in America, how much we're infiltrated with the battle for the minds of our students in the school system today, and the battle for media today. With with now, it's an identifiable marker with who do you watch today, and what media do you learn from, and what party are you a part of, and we realize we have been infected by Hellenism even today. Well, that's incredible information, helpful 
to me, I know, and I think those listening as well. And if you are listening and it has been helpful, do us a favor if you wouldn't mind and text a friend and let them know they can grab the podcast, download it. You can find our social media accounts at Replicate M-I-N, at Replicate Men, or you can find us on Facebook at Replicate Ministries. Uh, Check out the show notes on Replicate.org. Next week, we'll be back continuing to talk about um, how this world that not necessarily the ancient culture will continue to talk through the word and how we are impacted by God's word regularly. So take the opportunity to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review the podcast and help us out. We appreciate all those who have already done that. And until next week, bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast. You can receive more free resources to help you make disciples in your home, group, or church by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting our website at replicate.org.